You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Dr. Kevin Skinner, who's a clinical director at Noble Health. Dr. Skinner, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Garrett? Doing great. It's so great to have you on the show today. I'm, not, I'm excited to have you on the show to really talk about this super important topic. You know, we don't get many uh, clinical directors, doctors on the show, but I think that this topic is super relevant for small businesses and HR people. So excited to dive into it. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be with you guys. One of the interesting things that we're finding is there's such an overlap between my work, the mental health field, and what now what employers are dealing with, with mental health issues, where we're seeing a lot of challenges that HR people, small business owners are like, what do I do? How do I do this? Yeah. And we're, we're trying to bridge the gap. So I'm excited to spend some time with you guys today. I love it. Before we dive into that topic, though, tell our listeners just a little bit more about your background and also what Noble Health does. Yeah, so Noble Help is uh, an app, and the app is designed to support people in their mental health needs, uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, we're going to be talking about loneliness today, which is a big part of our mental health. But we also have addiction-related roadmaps to help individuals. Um, many times, people turn online, turn online before they actually reach out for a professional, and so we're trying to meet them with support to help them get really a foundation of what they can expect things that they can do today for their overall mental health and well-being. And so the, the noble app is designed to help individuals uh, in their times of need to get support uh, in, in those crucial times. And what we're realizing is there's such a gap between business owners and getting mental health support mm-hmm. for their employees that we thought, well, this, these are foundational if people want support uh, between, you know, if they're seeking a therapist, that they can get additional support along the way. I love it. It's such a such an important thing that I think so many businesses are facing right now. So I'm um, excited to dive into this. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your background, though. Have you always worked in the mental health field? Yeah. So I, I grew up in southeastern Idaho uh, on a farm. I was, you know, the first part of my life. Uh, but but at the end of the day, I, I became a mental health professional and I've been doing therapy for about 27 years. I've started uh, multiple businesses. But this one's one of the most exciting to me because for the first time, I'm able to take some of the stuff I've been doing in my office and take it globally. And, and be able to help individuals literally throughout the world um, with, with some of the mental health challenges that they're facing. Yeah, I love it. Such a noble mission, too, which is perfect for noble health. So, yeah, love it. Yeah. Well, you kind of seeded uh, our topic today already. You kind of mentioned this, but really it's around this topic of loneliness, which, you know, we talk a lot about mental health. And I'm glad that it's becoming something that we could talk more openly about in workplace settings because it's needed. Um, I think closely related to that is this idea of loneliness, but it's not something that I hear you know, many businesses talk about a lot, but I think it's a lot that it's it's a topic that a lot of employees have experienced, especially the last few years due to COVID. And as so many businesses have transitioned to this virtual workspace that right. where you're not seeing people in person and having those in-person interactions as often maybe as you would, or maybe even at all. And so I think it's a really interesting topic and I'm excited to dive into to it with you. So, you know, the first question I really have for you on this topic is, 
What does loneliness in the workplace really look like? Help explain that and kind of set the stage for us. Yeah, so it's a phrase that we, or a word that we really don't explore a lot. It's like loneliness. Well, okay, people feel lonely in relationships or if they don't have a relationship. But when you start looking at loneliness in the workplace, it's a very, it's, it's profound. Let me just give you a couple of examples. There, there's a, an assessment uh, titled the loneliness in at work scale. So it's, that's what it's, it's actually, you know, assesses for loneliness at work. We can give your uh, users access to, you know, those who are listening. Mm -hmm. uh, we can give them access to this assessment if they'd like to. But really, it starts to look at what's referred to as emotional deprivation. Mm -hmm. So imagine if we put life into buckets. Um, we all have this bucket of time, 24 hours, but really it's three separate buckets. Work bucket, which is probably somewhere between eight to 10 or 11 hours for all of us. Mm -hmm. And then we have sleep bucket. Sleep bucket should be somewhere between, if we're healthy, seven to nine hours. And then we have the rest of life, which is the third bucket. If I'm spending a third of my life roughly, or maybe even a little bit more, at the at work, and I don't have emotional co connection there. Emotional deprivation. There's a phrase they use, meaning I can't share my ideas with people, my thoughts with others. And you start looking at uh, the, one of the questions from this assessment. Uh, there is a sense of camaraderie in my workplace. Mm -hmm. Well, if I say no to that, I don't. I don't feel like I can connect with others. Or another question. I often feel alienated from my coworkers. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm feeling alienated, like uh, maybe my ideas aren't good enough or I'm not a part of the group. They went out to lunch or with the pandemic. It's really easy to feel alienated. Yeah. Right. So I'm here. I am working at home and we have this meeting that's an hour. I get an assignment. I go work on my computer. But what I'm not getting is, hey, how was your weekend? Uh, anything interesting going on this weekend? Uh, yeah, or, right. If we're not taking the time for those types of conversations, I could be working my tail off, getting the task done, and feel emotionally separated from the work I'm actually doing. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, one of the things that really stands out to me about what you just said is, you know, when you talk about loneliness, especially in a virtual work environment, my brain goes directly to you know, physical separation and the loneliness that comes from not being around people. What I heard you talk about, though, is really about the connection piece that you can experience loneliness, even if you're working in the same proximity as people, because you don't have that trust and safety and connection. So it, it's applicable for both, right? Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the core points because we typically think, oh, now we're closer in proximity as we go through the pandemic that we're, we're, we're going to be more connected wait, if I can't share ideas, if, if, if I don't feel a part of a team, if, if I actually present an idea and it's not accepted or rejected, and I, if I'm in that situation, my ideas start to come back inside and I don't share them. Mm -hmm. and, and let's take it even a step further. Now, I, I don't feel connected to my coworkers. You're going to have much higher churn as a business owner. And hiring people is one of our most expensive components of, of trying to find the right people. So yeah. as a business owner, one of the best things you can do is actually develop a team approach, which is actually the second part of looking at loneliness and it's called social companionship. Hmm. And, and they found that if people have higher companionship at work, meaning I can share my ideas, my thoughts, a couple of questions um, specifically, I have social companionship at work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I answer yes to that, then as an HR person, I'm going to go, whew, 
Now, if they don't have that social companionship, they may be a great worker, but they're not, they're, they're going to be so alone at work that they're at higher risk for leaving because they're missing something. Yeah. And, and let me say one other part here, Garrett, I believe we're designed for human connection. And that's not just in our primary relationships. If I go to work and I'm spending a third of my life in that space of loneliness, I might be, I might like the work, but I'm unfulfilled because I'm, I'm lonely at work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I want to, I want to just double click on that piece real quick, because I'm curious your thoughts on this. It's something that I've discussed with others in the past, but how does that vary between those that are wired to be more extroverted versus introverted, right? I, I, it totally makes sense that we all need some sort of social connection, but are, are, are there instances where there are people who are naturally more introverted that don't need as much or need a different type of connection? Yeah, that's a great question because uh, uh, during the pandemic, if you talked with an introvert, they were, they were in heaven, <laughs> right? I mean, and yeah, even introverts need connection. Mm-hmm. So if, again, separating a couple things out, if we just focus on being around people versus the conversation and the connection and an introvert and an extrovert, they still need human connection where they, yeah. and, and when I say connection, that might say something that I feel safe in your presence. Yeah. And, and I, and safety in presence creates this, uh, uh, literally we let down our guard so then we can bond socially. Yeah. And so if I'm, if I'm putting up my guard, if I feel like I'm constantly in this protection mode, then, then again, I'm going to, I'm going to be lonelier because I can't, I don't, man, where, where's my team? Where's my bonding? Yeah. And that's a very important concept for us all to consider is, is this in work environment, a place where we can bond and socially connect? Yeah. If it is, Hey, you, you're going to have an employee who at minimum is going to have a harder time leaving your work because of the friendships. Right. Yeah. Great point. I love that. I, I want to come back to the, you, you mentioned this loneliness in the workplace scale, this assessment. Tell us a little bit more about how a business owner or HR person might use something like that to really just assess how their business is doing. Well, it's a really simple thing. It's, I think it's like 16 questions. You could actually submit it and you could actually see, you know, how, how are our employees doing in general? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, just in general, uh, it, this is just to help us understand how you're doing, working through the pandemic. We're coming out of it, getting back. What are some of the challenges that we're facing? Hey, company-wide, here's a short assessment. Just helps us understand. Uh, it's going to be confidential, but it helps us understand as an organization kind of what this has been like for you. Yeah, that's great. So 16 questions, you share it out with employees, you ask them to do it. And that kind of gives you the data to know what do you, where do you need to focus, right? And I'll tell you what, if I'm an HR person and, and I've got, you know, 15 people saying, I often feel disconnected from others at work. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start putting some application of more, maybe more integration, some tools, some things that we can do that get us to know each other. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. I want to I want to double click on that, too. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what are some other examples of what businesses can do some practical ways to really support employees in that process of increasing connections? Yeah. So let's talk about some very specific things. First and foremost, um, that's the solution. But we have to have the foundation before we can have the solution. And my, my point there is 
I could create an activity, but if I have someone who's resenting another person who doesn't feel safe because somebody's a, a, a tyrant or angry or upset or so demanding that I can't connect, that then any activity I have might be thwarted because I don't I don't feel safe. So there is a principle in the business world called psychological safety, and, and it's it's true in most environments. If we don't feel psychologically safe in our environment, then I'm not going to bond. So we have to have that as a foundation. Then the solutions are, are there. There's so many possible solutions. I mean, we could get together uh, either virtually or in person, and we could just have a little bit of, hey, this is a something unique about you that we don't know exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you're telling me about a weekend trip that you took uh, to the Uintas. And I'm like, on Monday, I'm like, hey, how was your trip to the Uintas? And all of a sudden, you're talking about this hike and fishing and phenomenal experience. And I'm like, man, that sounds great. And now we've got this connection because I love, man, I'd love to go camping. Oh, your family likes to go camping too? And now we're having uh, outside of work experiences where these employees are working together. I'm telling you, most people don't understand. When I have those types of connections, my work is so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes total sense. I want to go back to the psychological safety piece because I know that that's tangentially related to this topic, but it's just that that core foundation, like you said. So what are the ways that you see first that businesses um, lose psychological safety for their employees? And what are the best ways to really ensure that employees have that psychological safety as a foundation? Yeah. So one of the first things that we have to do is we have to go back and look at what safety entails. And that's really a biological response. When you go into an environment or I go into an environment for the first time, physiologically, the first thing that we ever do is we check for safety. Hmm. And then we ask, I mean, in the background, we're saying, am I safe here? Mm -hmm. So if safe, then proceed to socially connect if available. If this, then that. Mm-hmm. So at work, I might go into a new environment and I'm, I'm here for I'm an employee for a month or two or three months and I'm getting to know the flavor of it. And, and really, in the beginning, I'm probably a little bit more hesitant to share ideas or thoughts or, or reach out. Now, there are extroverts, going back to that, that are more comfortable just to diving right in. Mm-hmm. But a more, majority of us are a little bit slower to warm, mm-hmm. checking out for safety. So if I'm an employer... I'm soliciting ideas. I'm, I want your thoughts. I want your experience. What's your experience in this company? What can we do to improve? So I'm, I'm continuously learning from the employees. What are we doing? What's helpful? What's not helpful? What do we need to eliminate? Hmm. And, and it's, well, our meetings are going for two freaking hours. I mean, hmm. and I'm not able to get my past done. So I'm working an extra hour because our meetings are not concise, just as an example. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and if I'm taking that kind of feedback, I'm creating a safe, psychologically safe environment because all feedback is valued. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, consider this. If I become defensive there, oh, my gosh, we have to have these stupid meetings. We have to yeah. have these meetings. Yeah. Right? And they're very important. And, and if right. And, and you've got to get your work done. And I don't care if you have to work an extra hour late. Well, OK, that, that, that's just an example. Mm-hmm. But it, at the end of the day, if I'm not allowing those thoughts to come in safely, I'm, they're going to pull back. They're not going to share and they're going to disconnect. And, and again, yeah. that's where we get higher churn and turnover. Uh, again, it's not just that it's, are they engaged in the work itself? Right. Uh, again, yeah. I can go 
with emotion, or I could be an employee that makes the business better. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, 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 it makes total sense to me. It sounds like that psychological safety piece is, it hinges so much on management leadership, and then a cultural environment of that led by those things where you respond in the right way and you help people feel psychologically safe. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then when I know my ideas matter and that I, feedback is valued, then I am willing to open up and I am willing to share. And when I do that consistently over time, then we develop friendships and those types of friendships can last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a part of the company. I might not, I might actually move on because I get a different job opportunity, but I will always fondly look back to that period of time where we connected, we had great memories and man, that those are memories that are help us through this life. Yeah. If there's yeah. one thing I would say is because we're relational, the more healthy relationships we have, the better it is for us and everybody around us. Yeah. And at the end of the day, ultimately the business too, right? That's how you're going to grow a healthy, successful business that endures, that lasts. So that's, uh, that's right. You know, this has been such a great conversation, you know, just to kind of take it back to the loneliness piece um, and what we were talking about. Again, that psychological safety sounds like that foundation. And then we need to figure out how to build connection among employees, right? And um, so what are the results that you have seen from businesses who have done this really well? I know you've spoken to some of those things, but what are, what are, the, what are the things that they have done well? And then what have the results of those things been? So first and foremost, you really have to look at the companies who do it well. They have loyalty. They, I mean, they have somebody who's like, uh, uh, my experience there was positive. They, they were willing to hear and listen. That, that, that's a very important part. But I could share my ideas. And even if we didn't agree, we could have a really meaningful conversation. And it wasn't put down. So I was listened to. I felt heard. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is, I don't know how else to say this part of it, is they create a culture outside of work. The employees do. Mm-hmm. They create a culture where they go to lunch together. They spend their time together. That's not work related. And those are the times where we start to see this increase in, 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 in productivity mm-hmm. because we're just, we're a team and we're bonding together, which gets me to another point. If you have teams in your organization and they're working on a project, you can actually create questions that help them step-by-step um, you know, work through what, what's our goal? What's our objective? What am I going to bring to this team? And as you develop those types of questions, then they're contributing and everybody needs a purpose. And if they've got a purpose and they're contributing, it's just much better for your company and your organization. Makes total sense. Dr. Skinner, this has been such an excellent conversation. I really appreciate you joining and sharing some of these insights with us today on you know this super important topic of loneliness in the workplace, which I think so many businesses, especially in the last few years, have started to face with their employees. So thank you for sharing your insights with us. As we kind of wrap up here. One question I like to ask all of our guests on the show that may or may not be necessarily related to our topic is what's just one tip, one thing that you'd recommend that our listeners do this week to help improve their HR or people functions? Because we're talking about loneliness, let me offer this. Find an employee who's struggling and identify, could they be lonely? Just find somebody who's maybe not producing or well. Just ask the simple question of them. How are you doing? 
And how is the environment here at work? Can you give me some feedback? Because I'm trying to understand more of how work is for you. Mm-hmm. Just find, identify a single employee and do that with one employee. You'll be surprised at what you hear. I love it. Such a great tip. Thank you so much again for joining the show today. If there are listeners that have follow-up questions on this topic for you, or if they want to learn more about Noble Health and the app that you provide and other resources, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so I, I, I'm more than willing to give my email. It's K Skinner, so letter K Skinner at noble.health. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm, I, love, I love talking about this concept of, of uh, how to address loneliness because I believe we're relational beings and, and we need to figure that part out and we need to be better at relationships. But in terms of the Noble Help app, I mean, if you're dealing with any form of um, getting support, mental health issues, um, or if you're an organization, we invite you to contact our team. We, we, I mean, we're working with small businesses. We're working with large uh, government agencies, uh, supporting them in their work. Our goal is to provide mental health resources to people who don't have access. There is a mental health therapist shortage, and we're trying to fill that gap. Love it. Such a, again, noble mission for noble companies. So thank you for, for working on that. So thank you so much. We will drop your, um, your email and all of that information into the show notes. So if you're listening to this, don't worry about having to write it down quickly, just go and find it in the show notes. You can find it there. So Dr. Skinner, thank you again for taking the time today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Hey, thank you very much. You're very nice to talk with you. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.